Well, it's morning here anyway. Hello everyone, Aunt Lizzie here. It's soon to be Valentine's Day, so I'm sending all of you my best wishes for the best Valentine's Day ever and many more. I so want to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart by dishing up some of the fun from behind my bifocals with humorous and uplifting stories. Hey, I don't intend to go on forever. These podcasts are supposed to be short and sweet. Sometimes, though, folks, I do get carried away. Just a wee warning. In this podcast, we're going to see what happens when you decide to wear those fake fingernails Clara style. We're also going to give you a cosmic clairvoyance sample of your horoscope by none other than Miss Clara. Hang tight for that one. She's on a roll with it. Then we're going to hear how a one-time drunk finds new life as a lawyer. We're going to share a could this be true with you and you be the judge. And finally, a little tidbit about history. This little tale is all about Clara going to the nail lady to get her first manicure experience at a nail salon. Let's give a rousing welcome to Clara. Da 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 da! <laughs> Hi, Clara. We're all here in pins and needles to hear what you have to tell us about your experience with fake fingernails, as you so lovingly call them. <laughs> Hi, Lizzie. To all my gal friends who want fake fingernails, this is a warning. I had to go to a 50th birthday party for Feeny McGuigan, one of my dearest friends. Now, Feeny, I must tell you, is nothing like me, and what I mean is, she's always lived in the big city, while I've mostly lived in the original homestead that my great-granddaddy built, just in front of the old barn that houses our dear farm animals. Penny's always made it a point to get her manicures and her pedicures to lift her spirits, while the only uplifting I could manage was to get me a huge dose of buccalized cough syrup so I could help Clem with the chores. And that really does give you a lift, my friends, as some of you might know. So now, folks, you know why I decided that I'd better get pretty gussied up for this party. I really did need one of those extreme makeovers that I see on that TV thing. The first thing I needed to do was to have one of those manicure things. Or so Feeny said. So I always want to listen to her because she's my best friend. And she knows all about it. When I got to the dang nail shop, I noticed the people in there had matched on and were buzzing away on people's fingers with what looked like a drill. Oh, I was sure I had the wrong place and was about to bolt when a man asked my name. Well, I'm sure he was just getting you ready to be the next customer in line to get her nails done. They do like to say your name, you know, as if they know you. It's sort of a personal thing and I guess good for business. Well, I told him and said I was just in for a manicure job. He sat me down in the chair, and the gal on the other side, after looking again at my hand, told me, well, there wasn't much they could do other than glue some of those false fingernails on. I decided I'd go for whatever that was. I sure didn't 
want my tender nails drilled. Oh, lucky you. I used to get that done to me, well, with the drill and everything, and it ruined my nails. Glad you settled for the stick-on kind. Boy, she cleaned my hands, took a file, and scrubbed my nails a wee bit. Why, she even gave my calloused hands a nice rubbing with some sort of cream. And then she took these long, hooker-looking things and proceeded to glue them on. <laughs> I bet that was a scare. When they work with the drill, they first put long nails on and then cut them down, and then this acrylic stuff they put on. Yours would be much simpler, I'm sure. Well, I was about to ask how the heck I could manage with them when she cut the ends down a wee bit and away went the file again. She asked me what color polish I'd like. Hmm. Well, I worked in dark manure at the farm, so I chose a brilliant bubblegum pink. I felt like a new woman. Oh, wow. Well, was that in case one got lost in the manure pile? You'd be able to find it then. Oh, I just had to say that, Claire. I'm sorry. <laughs> Heck no. I mean, I wanted something bright and shiny for a change. But I should have wondered when the woman convinced me to buy the Polish. Just in case, she said. What the just-in-case meant, I don't know, but I was too excited looking at my new fingers. Why, I strutted out of there, miring my finished nails and headed towards my truck. I had never seen such beauty. Oh, I'll just bet. If you've never had it done before, it's a whole new journey for you. I'll say, oh no, I realized my keys were somewhere in my purse and proceeded to dig them out. Now, folks, when you're used to stubby fingernails and now you have prongs at the end of your fingers, you got no idea how hard it is to do anything. After chipping some of my new polish and design off, I reached my keys, jumped in my truck, turned old Bessie on the way we went home. I now know what the just-in-case meant. Oh, well, I can fix this up in a jiffy, I said to myself. We'll be home soon. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear the rest of this story. Well, I was driving into the old ruddy lane when I noticed a blank spot in one of my nails. The new nail was nowhere to be found. After a frantic no-luck search, I ran into the house to call that salon again and get it fixed. As I went to get my jacket off, I noticed my disappeared nail hanging from the jacket shoulder by a wee thread. <laughs> Man, you're lucky you found it yourself. Maybe they should have given you some extra nails just in case something like this happened. I yanked on the handle of the cupboard drawer to get some of that crazy glue stuff when another nail went flying through the air. Holy cow, what the heck? Really, the language was much stronger. As I raced after it and caught it before it landed in my new baked apple pie. I can just picture that in my mind's eye. You did have some fixing to do. Well, the next thing was getting dressed. I gingerly put on my Sunday meeting dress. I had to take that off because I couldn't manage the darn buttons. 
Now I didn't have a choice. I had to put on my purple sundress and red cardigan. Those were saved for the red hat occasions, you know. Golly, when you're used to short nails, we think nothing at all of the things we do automatically. But with nails that you're not used to, oh well. Hey, I couldn't put on my face as those nails just wouldn't hold that darn tube of lipstick or spread the brown makeup around enough to hide my wrinkles. So off I went. In the raw, if you know what I mean. Well, raw face, not the raw. I know you're a jokester, Clara, so I do know what you meant. But at least you clarified it for our listeners. When I finally arrived at that party and was seated, one of the guests was giving a speech. It was sort of boring, so I rested my head in my hand. I noticed people were staring somewhat and saw that one of my nails was pointed in the gnawed direction. Evan come loose, I guess, from the weight of my head. I quickly pressed it back on in place. I can't believe all this has happened to you, Clara. It's a wonder you even went. Well, I like to take chances. You know that, Lizzie. Soap was served in fancy bowls, and when I went to push a piece of my straggling hair back into place, one of those dang nails caught, zoomed, and plunked itself into the soup of the man from across the table. Boy, did I get glaring eyes. When I went to help him get it out, he pushed my hand aside, catching the sight of a candle, sending it flying, and without some quick thinking on Feeney's part, might have burned the table away along with wax flying in every direction, landing in gobs here and there. Oh, I so apologized through my embarrassment and hooked it out the door, leaving some more of those nails behind as I wrestled with the doorknob. Oh my, I'm so sorry. That must have been so embarrassing. I arrived home to find that only a few of these prongs remained, so now I had to get them off. Nothing I had would budge them. I can't believe that they were flying everywhere when I didn't want them to, but hung on for dear life, and especially mine, when I was serious about getting rid of them. So, folks, I had to sit for hours soaking in this here removal liquid. <laughs> oh, Clara, I bet you won't do that again. Well, I guess if there was a lesson here to be learned, it would be nail those boogers down solid like before you do anything else. Or just be yourself and go with whatever you have to offer. No matter even if your nails are like stubs from all the heavy work you do. So for now, I guess that's all of my story. Thanks for getting me on here, Lizzie. Love you all. Now here's a little story about the human spirit. It's about a one-time drunk who finds new life as a lawyer. Once he was a street drunk, an ex-con, begging for money to buy wine. At 44, widowed and estranged from his children, John Delgado gave up drinking and got a job as a school janitor. That was 1972. In 1975, he signed up for his first college class. At 66, he was sworn in as a lawyer. 
capping a struggle that saw him in the words of retired state Supreme Court Justice Robert Glass, crawl out from behind the human junk pile. This is indeed a miracle, said Glass. I knew you 40 years ago. The experts would have predicted you'd be dead by now, but you turned yourself around. Delgado received a standing ovation from an overflow of family, friends, lawyers, teachers, ministers, and fellow recovering alcoholics who jammed into every seat in the superior courtroom. They should bring all the people from their cells to see this, said court clerk Catherine Capuno, who was moved to tears. He's an inspiration. After Judge Francis McDonald swore him in as a lawyer, an overwhelmed Delgado quietly thanked all who helped him. I thank God and all the people that God put in my life to reach my moment here, he said. As he glanced over at his mother, Ruth Odie, 89, she blew him a kiss. I will be a poor lawyer, but I hope a good one, he added. Delgado, a Korean War veteran, was a school janitor at Colcoam School when he decided to start college. He graduated from Mattituck Community College and then went on to get a law degree from Vermont Law School in 1987. He was 59. He passed the bar exam on his 10th try. Delgado survived the scrutiny of the bar examining committee, which examined his past, including time in prison for attempted robbery and other felonies. His record was wiped clean in 1988 by the State Board of Pardons. Never have I attended a swearing-in ceremony with a greater outpouring of affection from the community, said Herbert. Emanuelson, Jr. Oh, that was a mouthful. A Madison attorney on the bar committee that reviewed Delgado. He's a remarkable person. Delgado, who owes thousands of dollars in student loans, has no jobs lined up. He said later he intends to rest a few days and then start looking. We knew him as Johnny, said Reverend Roger Floyd, who had a street ministry in the late 1960s. Persistence and faith brought him a new life. What John was in the past is long over. What's important now is how far he's come. Well, folks, let's hear from Miss Claret again. And she's going to give her little version through there. She's going to give her version of your little horoscope. And she's calling her little uh, little sojourn into the mystic cosmic clairvoyance. Hey, I got so many emails for my predictions last month that I thought I'd put my hand, well, crystal ball and all, to it again. So, March. If your birthday is in this month, your creativity is a source of wonder to your friends. One, I wonder how you come up with these harebrained ideas. Two, I wonder if you live on this planet. Three, I wonder what your next scheme will be and who you'll con. Four, I wonder when you'll find new friends. So here we go, folks. If you're an Aries, Take some time away from your responsibilities to do whatever you like. Even though you're irresponsible most of the time anyway, you'll deserve a break today. Hey, if you're Taurus, your intuition's on target where newcomers concerned. 
They're definitely not interested in your coming on to them dressed only in knickers and a welcome newcomer wagon. Gemini, your ability to achieve what you envision is one of the wonders of the universe. But get to an optometrist quickly. The results are suggesting you're operating with severely cracked vision. Cancer. Launch a project that will take a month or more to complete because at the snail's pace you go, anything sooner will cause your shell to explode. Hey, all you Leos, a clever idea could come to you this month. Good things come to those who wait, so they say. And since you've been waiting for the past 20 years, well, I guess you're due. Virgo. Do not rely on financial tips from friends. After all the horrible things you pulled in land, this is their way of following the golden rule. Libra. Resolve to make money the old-fashioned way. Work for it. It doesn't pay to beg, borrow, or steal. And besides, if you do that, you're such a klutz, you'd leave the loot and finger pants behind. Scorpio. Postpone signing documents till you get legal advice. On second thought, nothing you sign could cost you as much as those rip-off fees lawyers charge. Now, could it? Sagittarius. Good time for handling insurance and tax matters. When you find out how much the government's gouging you this year, your life insurance might be the only legacy you got left for your family. Capricorn, take the high road from trying to settle a dispute. After all, you're always running from trouble and you might as well be high when you're doing it. Aquarius, develop your language skills. Since you got your dentures, it's difficult to understand you on the phone. Pisces. A friendly attitude will promote better understanding between neighbors. Playing in insults, rocks, and dog doo-doo just doesn't cut it in 2021. Hope it all fits for all you folks. Goodbye again. Could this be true? Good vision in a downpour. How to achieve good vision while driving during a heavy downpour. We're not sure why it's so effective. Just try this method when it rains heavily. This method was told by a police friend who had experienced and confirmed it. It's useful even driving at night. Most of the motorists would turn on high or fast speed of the wipers during a heavy downpour. Yet the visibility in front of the windshield is still bad. In the event you face such a situation, just try your sunglasses, any model will do, and miracle, all of a sudden your visibility in front of your windshield's perfectly clear as if there's no rain. Make sure you always have a pair of sunglasses in your car, as you're not only helping yourself to drive safely with good vision, but also might save your friend's life by giving her or him this idea. Try it yourself and share it with your friends, amazing. You will see the drops on the windshield, but not the sheet of rain falling. You can see where the rain bounces off the road. It works to eliminate the blindness from passing semis spraying you too, or the kick up if you're following a semi or car in the rain. 
They ought to teach that little tip in driver's training. It really does work. This warning's a good one. I wonder how many people know about this. And could this be true? Here's a couple more of Oliver's tips. Shoelace ends come off, roll them in soap. Sticky drawers, rub a candle or soap on the edges. Clean suede shoes, use an emery board. Add a little lemon juice to the laundry rinse water to freshen clothing. Combine one part lemon juice with two parts olive oil or vegetable oil to use as an alternative furniture or floor polish. History tells us all the births on Jefferson Ave in El Paso, Texas were on the south side of the street from 1922 to 1938, and all the deaths were on the north side. Sergeant Joseph Charles was in a foxhole in New Guinea when a mailboy called him out for a letter. He crawled out and a Japanese plane came overhead and dropped a bomb that totally destroyed the foxhole he had just left. The letter was from his mother. I'd love to hear from you and if you want to have Miss Claire give you a, a real reading, just, just for you, then send me an email at liz at lizunderhill.com with free reading in the subject line. I promise not to harass you with tons of emails wanting you to buy anything and I'll keep your email safe. And don't forget to subscribe to the monthly Chatterbox News at www.lifewithauntlizzie.com or click on the link below to get the February issue. Go to the website and sign in to make certain that you get your free personal subscription so you won't miss anything. And don't forget to thank the advertisers who support good news. For those of you who don't know what Chatterbox News is, treat yourself to pages filled with uplifting and humorous stories. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time.